everyone, this is Dr. Jarvik, and I'm going to just do a uh, short podcast on neural tube defects. And so neural tube defects is um, when we have problems um, in the central nervous system when um, the uh, embryo is developing and the spinal cord has some issues. And so there are several different um, types of neural tube defects. Um, anywhere from spina bifida occulta, which is the um, least severe. Um, you just have some, uh, the meninges are not exposed and um, there really are not any neurological defects with it. <coughs> and then the, the worst case scenario is the myelomeningocele. And the myelomeningocele is when there is a protrusion of the meninges, the cerebral spinal fluid, the nerve roots, and a portion of the spinal cord, they're all outside of uh, the body where they should be. <coughs> and that sac is covered by a very thin membrane, which could leak or rupture. And so thinking of that, if we have a leak or a rupture, any kind of break just regularly in the skin, that puts us at an increased risk for infection. And of course, if we're talking about the spinal cord in the brain, we would have a huge risk for them to get infections there. And so that's going to be um, the big concern with, with those little kiddos. Um, they, it usually happens during the um, third and fourth week of um, pregnancy. And so one of the things that it has been, um, we usually don't really know that the cause but some of the evidence, um, you know, shows that if there's, there may be a genetic um, predisposition. So if it's been in the family, then there's an increased risk. And then uh, also maternal folic acid deficiency is really linked to that. So we really want moms, even prior to being pregnant, to be taking folic acid to try to uh, prevent that. And so... Um, because of how early it happens during that, that embryonic um, formation. <clears throat> um, so again, I think I said during the fourth week of gestation, somewhere between 24 and 28 weeks. Um, so back on the, the intervention. So what are you going to do when caring for a kiddo with the worst case of the myelomeningocele? Um, so you're obviously going to do that neuro assessment on this kiddo. We're going to be monitoring for increased intracranial pressure. Um, and, and that's partially because <clears throat> there's a high linkage of children with myelomeningocele and having hydrocephalus. And hydrocephalus is um, basically fluid on the, the brain. And so we would be monitoring for that. Um, part of that is going to be monitoring the head circumference. Um, and then they have, if you remember back to anatomy and physiology, <clears throat> babies when they're born have um, fontanelles where they haven't closed yet. And so we'd be monitoring that for any bulging. <clears throat> now, of course, the, the sac, baby's going to be placed on its belly. And we're going to keep a uh, moist, sterile, non-adherent dressing placed over that sac um, so it doesn't dry out. They're going to try and get babies to surgery um, as quickly as possible. I believe it's like 
40, 24 to 48 hours that they're, they're going to try and get babies into surgery. Um, <clears throat> you know, if the dressing becomes um, soiled, we're going to want to change that right away. And we may actually not even um, diaper baby, depending on where that is, because it may be contraindicated if it's going to come in contact with with uh, the back until it's been repaired. <clears throat> so we're gonna be assessing for redness, any drainage, whether that's clear or purulent, because clear drainage could mean spinal, cerebral spinal fluid is leaking, um, looking for any abrasions, irritation, or signs of infection. And now in, in a baby, early signs of infection are going to include that elevated temperature, and we're, usually, we're gonna be doing the axillary, we can't do any rectal things on on babies with myelin meningocele issues, um, irritability, lethargy, which lethargy means they're going to be sleepy, and then nuchal rigidity. And so nuchal rigidity is that stiffness in the neck, and that could tell us that potentially we have, you know, that spinal cord is inflamed, and so those meninges go up into the neck, and that's where you get some of that nuchal rigidity. So I talked about um, prone positioning, um, turn the head to the side for feeding. And then we're going to um, make sure that, you know, family understands that they're going to be going to surgery for that. And of course, all of our pre-op stuff for, for baby. Um, baby may get some antibiotics preoperatively and then postoperatively, more prophylactically to prevent from infection. And then long-term care for, for baby is going to be that positioning, feeding, skin care, range of motion, <clears throat> going to have to be potentially uh, teaching bladder elimination programs and uh, <clears throat> may need to be actually catheterizing depending on the the kiddos, how where it is. Um, they may need to take some antispasmodics um, to help with uh, the bladder capacity. And so um, what is that medication off the top of my head? I can't think of it right now. Um, you guys learned about it in 220 for... Um, for that, um, the the bowel program, uh, high fiber diet, um, increasing fluids, <clears throat> suppositories if needed, and then remember that because these kiddos have been in the hospital um, early and frequently, they have an increased risk for latex allergy. So we'd want to make sure that. Um, we'd want to be watching for those early signs of latex allergy. Those are the the big things with um, spine, spina bifida. Um, can't think of anything else I need to tell you, but if you have any questions, be sure to let me know, and uh, I hope this was helpful.